It's time for South Dakota's Sports Talk Show. This is the Nate Brown Show, featuring live callers, live interviews, and thought-provoking sports talk. From the biggest national names to the hottest local stories, welcome to the Nate Brown Show on Fox Sports Rapid City. Here's your host, Nate Brown. Welcome in on a Wednesday. Careful out there. It's been a little dicey. A little dicey and a little icy throughout the day. The Nate Brown Show is back. It's 4 o'clock, and it's always a great day in the Black Hills. We're live, 106.7 FM, 1150 AM. Fox Sports Rapid City. Stream us all the time at foxsportsrapidcity.com. Welcome into the Wednesday program. Glad you're here. I appreciate that. The Nate Brown Show brought to you in part by the Rehab Doctors, the official sports medicine physicians of the Rapid City Rush. And the Rehab Doctors take care of you when it comes to pain relief without surgery. Back pain, neck pain, leg pain, muscle pain, the Rehab Doctors, the place. Take your first step to feeling better. Start at therehabdoctors.com. For pain relief without surgery, you have a choice for your medical care, therehabdoctors.com. Look at the guest lineup. Good stuff today. We're just packed, absolutely packed. Six guests across the board, three in the opening hour, three in the drive at five, and we got you covered from one end to the next from NFL to high school football. We've got some picks to make. You know that. It's Wednesday, the day before the Dome Championships get started. So my guy Matt Kearney and I have been making high school football picks all season long every week. Our records are tallied. And who's going to come out on top? I'm interested in who's going to come out on top in the Dome games. I'll tell you, I think they're going to have some good games here. Sometimes you see blowouts. I don't think we're going to have a bunch of blowouts. So as a matter of fact, I didn't have hardly any blowouts in my picks as I get ready to go. Browns best, Dakota Dome version, high school championship start out in Vermilion tomorrow. We'll make the picks coming up. Let's look at the guest lineup, so hang tight. Craig Maddox is going to join us. He is the South Dakota public broadcaster covering the state football championships. Craig's in Vermilion. He'll have a preview coming up. SDPB Sports, Craig Maddox uh, live on the way. Eric Williams is in, national NFL writer for Week 10. Fox Sports NFL writer Eric Williams taking a look. Also, Scott Pianowski, a final recap of the Major League Baseball season with Scott Pianowski and where Major League Baseball is at. What happened was what I thought I was afraid of. College football on Saturday beat the Major League Baseball World Series Game 6. I mean, that that's unbelievable. Scott Pianowski coming up, Major League Baseball writer, Yahoo Sports. We're going to go to George Stoya, Broncos beat writer for the Denver Gazette, live from Denver. And also tonight, Steve Steele. He's the head coach for the Pier Governors, trying to win state championship number six in a row. The winner, Warriors, going for three. How about Pierre going for six? Steve Steele coming up, Pierre head coach on the way. So a busy Wednesday show. We'll get after it. Welcome in on the Barons-Wilson text line if you want to contribute. A little question of the day, some fun there. Your take, 720-1067. Feedback into the program, 720-1067. The Barons-Wilson text line open for you. And the studio line, you can uh, get on the show today, 720-1067, how you join the program. Um, quick question of the day here, and it's interesting because – so here's what's happened this year in the college football scene. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to knock this out. I'll get into my NFL power rankings. It is a Wednesday, so I got to do that. But I want to throw out a quick question of the day. See how you're feeling about this. So today, a couple of conferences in college football are assembling some groups to try and 
stymie the fan celebration after massive college football wins. So this college football season, we've seen maybe more storming of the field than normal, meaning you've seen LSU, you've seen Tennessee, we saw Kansas. I mean, there's been some massive crowds storming the field, and then we had that incident with the Alabama defensive back allegedly hitting a a girl that was running out, like a college-age girl that was running out there and, and that whole thing. And so now conferences today are announcing they're going to look into basically clamping down on the storm, uh, storming the field fan celebrations. And I always thought that was interesting because that happened here in South Dakota. If you go to the Dakota Dome Championships, or if you've been there, you realize over the past, I don't know, what is it, past 10 years maybe, they put in this new policy, no storming of the field until we do the trophy presentation and the whole things. <laughs> and I've been, I've covered some of these games. No storm in the court at state basketball tournaments. And what happens is, whether you like it or not, it's, it's awkward. Um, the team emotion wins. We win. The buzzer sounds. And the, and the high school kids used to storm the court or storm the field. Now it's the activities association says, no, we got to put a, we got to put a, a handle on this, get some control on it, crowd control. And then they let the kids storm the field after the minutes and minutes pass by. We announce the trophy, and then it's like a fake kind of, oh, yeah, now you can <laughs> now you can do this. So I, I, I'm wondering, how are college conferences going to stop 100,000 fans at Neyland Stadium in Tennessee from storming the field? Or in Death Valley this past Saturday when LSU beat uh, Alabama, same story. But the SEC is assembling a working group today to explore ways to halt crowd storming, and they want to increase in-game security. As a matter of fact, the Big 12 from the earlier one with Kansas, the Big 12 has hired an outside group, the Oak View Group, to look at future safety measures at all of the conference schools, basically conferences. Here's what they've done. They make the schools pay a fine. They said, hey, if you got fans that storm the field, you're going to get fined. We, we can't have this. Well, guess what? They don't care. I mean, these are six-figure fines. LSU just got popped 250 k They don't care. And so the SEC and the Big 12 today say, what are we going to do? Some, some, uh, we got to have a deterrent. we got to have some control. we got to stop the storming of the field celebrations. We've seen, you know, and a few just recently in college football. I ask you a quick question of the day. Conferences want to crack down on the fans storming the field after a massive win. Do you agree? How, what type of mood are we in today on a Wednesday? It's cold, icy, night after the election. What, what type of mood are we in today? 720-1067. Do you agree? You have to stop the 80,000 fans from storming the field and that whole mess. Or is it, yeah, that, that's, that's the way it is. Let them have some fun. Let them have some fun. If I'm an administrator at one of those schools, I used to work here in town at the School of Mines as an administrator, and I'm like, if I'm thinking on a massive scale like that, there are things that can go wrong. I'm thinking from that side of it. Somebody gets hurt. Somebody gets punched. Some, something like that. 80,000 kids running out of the field, some of them a little tanked, you might imagine. I think I, I know what the conferences are looking at. I hate to be a, a Scrooge, 
I know what the conferences are looking at. So my question to you is, do you agree you got to try and stop the storming of the field like we've seen at, at Tennessee at LSU? Question of the day, some answers coming in, 720-1067. If you want to chime in, let's get some answers, and then we'll get to my power rankings for the Week 10 NFL. 77% of you feeling good today. 77% say, just let them have some fun. Storm the field all you want. Let them have some fun. 23% say, you got to get a crackdown on it. It's a safety issue. 23%. It's a safety issue. Take yourself back to that time. Would you have stormed the field? Would you be a, Would you be somebody that would storm the field? I think I absolutely would have. I just take myself back to college. We get a huge win like that. You're at a big school. I'm storming the field. I'm storming the field. Now, is it a smart play? Eh, maybe not. I might keep my uh, myself in check there. I don't want to get a forearm shiver from the middle linebacker. That might not work out. So conferences are serious about this today. They're saying, hey, the fines that we're requiring doesn't matter, I guess. You can't. But my question still is, you can look at a security group. You can look at this. How do you stop this? How do, I mean, when they jump over the stands into the field, it's lights out. It, I don't know how you stop this. I, I'm serious. Um, listener text, they didn't need a field goal post crashing down on a student and thus getting sued. They don't need a field goal post crashing down on a student and thus getting sued. Yeah, and that's, that's really what they're looking at, I think. Not only they don't like getting fined, number one, okay, 250K, but they pay it because nobody's going to be upset that LSU beat Alabama. That's, that's the big thing. But I think it's from the injury side, the insurance side, the lawsuit side, whatever. There's too many bad things that can happen. I see why they're trying to do it, but nonetheless, 77% of you say, this is all uh, chasing down a rabbit hole. Conference is trying to crack down on the fans, storm in the field. They're going to cut it off. 77% say no way, let them have fun. 23% say it is a safety issue. All right, are you ready before Brown's best? I'm ready. It's the NFL Power Rankings on the Nate Brown Show. Brown's best, our high school football picks coming up. But it's the updated NFL Power Rankings for Week 10. There's been some changes. I've been getting taken to task here saying your number one teams, your number two teams, those are wrong. There's been some changes. Here we go. Number 10 on the Nate Brown Show power rankings getting set for the next NFL week 10. Number 10, I'll hold with the Jets, I guess. And that's all I'll say. The Jets, I guess. I don't th- I'm not a big believer. They're a lot better than they have been. Their defense, I think, is salty. Zach Wilson, I'm not going to trust much. I don't think they're going too far, but I'll give them 10 right now. Number nine, this team I think will mix it up. They're going to be a tough out. This isn't an easy team anymore. Seahawks at number nine. I'll go Seattle Seahawks at number nine. Number eight, everybody said I was wrong on this team last week. They shouldn't even be in my top ten. I said, you're wrong on these guys. I said, I think I'm right. I think they're going to be good. Their record's only around 500, but they're better than that. They're going to be really good here as the season goes. The Cincinnati Bengals, number eight, the Bengals. Okay, number seven, I think this team's better. Same division. They will win the division. I still believe that. 
the Baltimore Ravens. They have an easy schedule left. Took a look at the strength of the schedule. Ravens, easy schedule left. I'll take the Ravens, number seven. Week 10 power rankings on the Nate Brown Show end at number six. I'm going to go the 49ers. Christian McCaffrey might have been a big-time pickup. Looked good last time out. I'll go 49ers in at number six. Some NFC West teams in there. Now my top five. I will hold with your Dallas Cowboys at number five. They haven't said they're any worse than that. I don't think they're Super Bowl caliber. Could they get hot? That defense is good. They're going to beat the Packers Sunday night. I'll go Cowboys at number five. Number four, it is still the Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota Vikings in at number four. You guys don't believe in them. You non-Vikings fans, you think it's a feather 7-1. You know, you think they're not going to make that push. They're winning games. The Minnesota Vikings at number four. Here's my top three, a shuffle. I got to go Kansas City Chiefs at number three. Barely could get by the Titans the other night with Malik Willis, who, I mean, he's just not ready. And the Chiefs, they had to throw it 60 times. I mean, it's unbelievable. So they barely slipped by. I'm going to go Kansas City Chiefs at number three. Number two, it is the Buffalo Bills still. Josh Allen's on thin ice here with a UCL elbow problem day-to-day. That's a major factor. If they don't have Josh, see ya. But right now, I'm going to say Josh is going to nurse the injury. That's what they said today. Josh Allen and the Bills in at number two, and I finally had to do it. They just are unbeaten. They keep winning. Nobody's really gotten that close. Number one, the undefeated Philadelphia Eagles. I don't feel great about it. I got I had to have them jump. Chiefs didn't look good. Bills got beat by the Jets. It's the Eagles in at number one. Okay? All right. And the Nate Brown Show Week 10 NFL Power Rankings, they are booked. And I told you it's a busy show. That's what you want, right? A little thought-provoking sports talk. So you know what we need to do now. It is time for Brown's Best, our high school football picks. Our high school football picks that we've been doing all season long. Matt Kearney in studio. Brown's best and the Dakota Dome version final week of our high school football picks. I've got them ready. The state championships start tomorrow. Matt Kearney, how is our record? I think we're one game separates us. You're correct. So last week we both went four and one, but I'm at 42 and 13. You're at 41 and 14. Okay, we're close. We're close. We got seven games on the docket. Let's just start how they're going to be played on SDPB. Tomorrow, 10 o'clock Mountain Time, 10 a.m., 10 a.m. Mountain Time. When it's maybe snowing, maybe a little nasty around here, we'll see. Are you going to settle in? 9B Championship. Harriet Selby area, 11-0. Hitchcock Tulare, 11-0. I haven't seen either of these teams, Matt, right? We don't see these guys. Right. I have to look at the numbers. I'm looking at the common opponents. I'm looking at the deal. I heard what the coaches had to say about Hitchcock Tulare. I'm going Hitchcock Tulare. I saw somebody say they might be as good as any nine-man team. Hitchcock Tulare is going to win tomorrow in the 9B title game, 32-22. So last week, Harriet Selby area won against number 12, Irene Wakanda, 62-30. Hitchcock Tulare won against the Smith last week, 48-0. Let's check on 
let's check on the Kearney files right now. Harriet Selby area has outscored their opponents 162 to 50 in the postseason compared to uh, Hitchcock Tulare's uh, 150 to zero in the postseason. So uh, Hitchcock Tulare they only allow 50 or they score 51.9 points per game. Harriet Selby area scores 52.9 points per game. So pretty high scoring affair for both teams. Uh, Hitchcock Tulare only allows 4.9 points per game as to Harriet Selby area's 12.4 points per game. Hitchcock Tulare, they only have two state titles in 1992 and 2009. They're only 2-4 at the Dakota Dome with the last appearance since 2010. Harriet Selby area, however, they're on a 41, they've won 41 games in the last four years. But they're 2-0 and but they're zero and 2 at the Dome. And their last appearance was to Howard last year where they lost 55-18. It's going to be um, a close battle. High-scoring affair, but it's the uh, Wolverines' time to shine. It's the Wolverines' time to shine. Give me Harriet Selby area 40, huh? Hitchcock Tulare 30. Oh, we're already differing. Normally, Matt Kearney and I are on the same page. We've been tight this year. We differ in the 9B title game. That's tomorrow, 10 a.m. SDPB. Okay, also tomorrow, we go to the nighttime session. 6 o'clock Mountain Time kickoff. It's the 9A championship tomorrow. Warner against Gregory. Warner's 11-0, Gregory's 10-1. Gregory, I think, is the better team. Warner just beat Harding County, okay? They took care of Harding County fairly easily. I don't think it's gonna be a blowout or anything, but I think Gregory's a little bit better, even though they're the three seed. I'll go Gregory, 30-24 to 24 over Warner. So last week, as you said it, Warner, they got the win over Harding County Bison last week, 63 to 20. Gregory, they won against Lyman last week, 41 to six. So far in the postseason, Gregory has outscored their opponents, 125 to 25. Warner has outscored their postseason, their postseason opponents, 164 to 51. Again, Gregory, they score 39.2 points per game. Warner scores 44.2 points per game. Warner, or Gregory, only allows 11.5 points per game. And uh, Warner only allows 12.7 points per game. Gregory, they have four state titles. 1998, 2014, 2016, and 2017. That was the last time they were at the Dome. Warner, however, their last appearance was back in just 2020. But what's the record at the Dome? It's zero and three mm. compared mm. to Gregory's four and eight. Another close game at the Dome, a good primetime game. It's the Gorillas over the Monarchs, 24 to 20. So a tight one, we both go Gregory. The Gorillas are very experienced at the Dome. They usually, they, they get into that title game a lot. Let's go to Friday, Veterans Day. We're gonna have three games at the Dakota Dome. Brown's best with Matt Kearney, our high school football picks on this Wednesday. One more nine-man game is the one we've got our eyes on, Wall. The Eagles are back in the Dome for the first time since 2011. Wall's 11-0. This is the team. Lex Heathershot came on the show a couple of times, said these guys have great senior leadership, really good leadership. Great skill players. He says, we've got the team to do it. Can Wall beat Parkston Friday morning, 9.30 in the morning, mountain time. So it's an early start. 
Parkston's been good. Used to be an 11-man team. Dropped down to nine-man. Parkston's won 11B titles before. Not going to happen. I got to go wall. You have to go wall. 38-30. to 30. The Eagles are going to score, Matt. They'll beat them 38-30. Wall, they do have a good team. And, of course, last week I was there for that game. I saw Wall. They play a good game. Cedar Aniot, pretty good player. Yes, pretty good yes. player. Um, let's go back to the Kearney Files. Parkinson scores 33.6 points per game. Wall scores 47.5 points per game. Parkston only allows 9.6 points per game. Wall only allows 9 points, or excuse me, 5.9 points per game. Parkston has outscored their postseason opponents 116 to 21. And as you said it, Wall is back at the Dakota Dome since 2011. Parkston's last appearance, however, was back in 2014 when they were in 11B, where they got the win against uh, St. Thomas Moore. But they are one and three at the dome. They are one and three at the dome. Who am I gonna pick here? Who, who do you think I'm gonna pick here? You have to go wall, come on. It's the Wall Eagles. Okay. Yes. It's the Wall Eagles, but get the score, get the score. A tight bet, tight game, tight game. It's wall 36, Parkston 32. Even tighter than my march. And so we go wall, we're gonna hometown it. We're, we're rooting for the Eagles Friday morning. Let's go 11-man. Let's roll. 11-B. Is this going to be the best game of the weekend? I don't know. People say this might be the really good one. Winner going for three straight titles. They're 11-0. Elk Point Jefferson, 11-0. The best team ever at Elk Point Jefferson. That's what the coaches told me. Winner takes on Elk Point Jefferson. Everybody's popular pick is Elk Point Jefferson. Too many good players. Guess what? Winner just wins. They just throw hay, bale, hay bales around. They just win. They, they're tough. Winner's not going to lose. They'll win it 22 to 14. So last week, winner won against McCrook Central Montrose 46 to 6. And Elk Point Jefferson won against Hot Springs 47 to 14. They are similar teams as it comes down to scoring points and allowing points per game. Elk Point Jefferson scores 48.1 point per game. Winner scores 44 points per game. Uh, L Point Jefferson, they only allow 4.5 points per game, and winner allows 6.6 points per game. Here's an interesting stat for you. L Point Jefferson has outscored their opponents in the first quarter, in the first quarter, 225 to seven. Winner, however, winner, they are on a 34-game winning streak. Wow, 34 in a row. In the last 15 years, winner is 156 and 15. They've had nine championship appearances. They have six state titles, three state runner-ups. Is it going to be Elk Point Jefferson's time to shine? It's their first time at the Dome. It's not. It's not. <laughs> Give me winner 40, Elk Point Jefferson 16. What? A blowout? A blowout. A blowout in the 11B title game Friday. Last one on Friday will be the 11A matchup. I mean, we got seven games here. The 11A matchup. This is one I'm not really sure about. Dell Rapids and West Central. They've been the best teams in that class all season, really. West Central's only loss came to winner from 11B. Dell Rapids is 11-0. We saw them take on St. Thomas Moore. They handled them, but that was that was fairly competitive early on. Del Rapids West Central. 
I'm just going Dell Rapids. I think it's close. Wouldn't surprise me if West Central got them. But I'll go the Couriers, Del Rapids, 27-22. So last week, Del Rapids won against Sioux Falls Christian, uh, 44-26. West Central won against Beersford, 24-20. Let's check in on the Kearney Files. Del Rapids has outscored their postseason opponents, 85-33. Um, and West Central, I... Uh, I forgot that score for West Central. But uh, here's the breakdown. West Central scores 32 points per game. Del Rapids scores 35 points per game. West Central only allows 14 points as to Del Rapids 16 points per game. Um, Del Rapids, they're pretty... They use the running game a lot. Del Rapids uses the running game. West Central likes to pass it a lot. It's going to be a close one here. It's going to be a close one. West Central's last appearance at the Dome was 2015. Del Rapids' last appearance was 2018. Who am I going to take? Give me the Trojans. Give me the oh. Trojans over the Couriers. Oh. 21 to 17. little upset there. I don't know. That, go, that one could go either way. Last two games, Brown's best. It's the big schools. Class 11 AA, Saturday afternoon, 12 o'clock Mountain Time. Pier trying to win six straight AA championships. We're going to have Steve Steele on tonight, their head coach, trying to go for six straight. They're playing T. T almost beat them in the regular season. Closest game by far for Pier. They think T can get them here. I've heard that. It's not going to happen. T's not going to get them. Pierre's going to win it. Lincoln Keenholz. Whoever, if you're picking, you can't go against Keenholz, best quarterback in the state. Pierre, 31 27. Close, but the governors get it done again. We know how good these teams are. We we all know. Pierre in T area. Nobody else in 11 AA. That's what uh, Nate and I chose at the beginning of the season. Yeah, both these teams. Both yep. these teams. Um, and of course, uh, last time they saw, uh, last time this matchup played was back in October, and of course, Pier won 35 to 30. If you remember last year, though, Nate, at the Dome, T area leading 30 points. Yeah, I remember they were. They or were, no, 27. 27. They, they were in good shape, though. They yes. were in good. They yes. were in good shape. It seems like they that they were gonna win, but Pier, they come back. They win it. They win it. Okay. T has been looking for a rematch at the Dome against Pierre. They got heartbroken last year. They got heartbroken this season. Will T area learn their lesson against Pierre and figure out if they can get the win over the against the Governors? They're not. You're not. They're not. You're not. Give me Pierre 33, T area 27. Okay, very similar score. Last game, Brown's best. Kearney's picks our high school football season coming to an end with the AAA championship. Saturday night, Sioux Falls Jefferson, Harrisburg. They played the first game of the year. It was a blowout. Harrisburg's a lot better. They're just not good enough. Sioux Falls Jefferson, elite defense, a great quarterback in Taylor Ashley. Watch that kid Saturday night. Jefferson's 11-0. They're going to be 12-0. Sioux Falls Jefferson in their second year in existence. Going to win the championship 34-21.
So the first week of the season, it was uh, Sioux Falls Jefferson getting the win, 43-13. to 13, And that mm. was in week two for the high school football regular season. Um, Harrisburg, they're 1-1 one one for uh, 11 AAA at the Dome. Uh, and this is their third consecutive title game, I guess, um, from the info- information I saw. Yeah, they won it last year. Yes, right. they won it last year. Are they going to defeat Jefferson? Is it going to be the same as week two? I think it is. I think it is. You can't stop Jefferson. You can't stop Taylor Ashley and uh, Griffin Wildey. You can't stop that combo. Give me the Cavaliers winning their first ever state title over the Harrisburg Tigers, 42 to 17. Ah, you might. It might be a. Yeah, it might be a big one Saturday night. The picks are in. Hey, we've had fun doing this. It's a lot of fun. Matt Kearney breaking down the Kearney Files, giving you a little high school football insight. Yes. Seven games on the docket. They start tomorrow, nine man with the 9B hitter. Brown's best, Matt Kearney's picks. We're in. We'll see who comes out on top. A little separation. We had a couple of varying picks. Hey, we'll talk to the guy covering the games. Craig Maddock, SDPB Sports. I've got some questions for Craig next. Live callers, big-time interviews, and breaking sports news. This is the Nate Brown Show on Fox Sports Rapid City. Great news from Dale's Tire and Retreading. We are now part of the Pops Tire Service Network. Same two locations, new name. Pops Tire is committed to the same great service that Dale's has provided Rapid City. Pops is one of the largest commercial tire and retread dealers in the country. Whatever your tire choice, make Pops your choice. We welcome this opportunity to support and grow with the Dale's Tire customers. Visit your local Pops for all your auto, light truck, commercial, and farm tire needs. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. A winter weather advisory continues until 11 p.m. tomorrow night. Cloudy tonight with snow likely. Lows around 17. North winds 10 to 15 miles per hour. Cloudy skies tomorrow. Chance of snow high of 25. Mainly clear skies tomorrow night. Lows around 8 above. 1 to 2 inches of snow tonight. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 19. Denny Mental Rapid Chevrolet is looking for a few great folks to join our team. We have immediate openings for automotive techs and body shop techs. We offer a family-owned environment, state-of-the-art equipment and facilities, tool assistance, tuition reimbursement, training, paid vacation, 401k, health, dental, and vision insurance, and of course, a very competitive salary. If you're looking for a fresh start, apply in person at Denny Mental Rapid Chevrolet or apply online at DennyMentalRapidChevrolet.com under the Dealer Info Employment tab. Did you know Highmark Credit Union was started as Rapid City Teachers Federal Credit Union over 80 years ago in what was known as Rapid City High School? We're proud of our legacy in education and affordable solutions for our community. Today, Highmark provides a full range of consumer products and commercial lending services to thousands of area members in western South Dakota. Consider joining Highmark. We'll make it happen. HighmarkFCU.com. 
Ever since Barron's Wilson Funeral Home first opened their doors in Rapid City 140 years ago, they have continued to make personal service their number one priority. In your time of grief, they offer a personal touch by being at your side through every step of the funeral process. They answer difficult questions and guide you toward other professional services you may need. See for yourself the wide variety of services they can provide for you by visiting their website at barronswilson.com. Hi, it's Colin Coward. Great to be in the Black Hills. Getting the herd weekdays, 10 to 1 on 1067 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports, Rapid City. Hey, welcome back in the Nate Brown Show. A busy start to the show. That's always better than just kind of talking about nothing, right? I've heard some shows, they just talk about nothing. I mean, we got thought-provoking sports talk here. We do our best. The Nate Brown Show. Glad to have you on board. South Dakota Sports Talk Show. I think we're the only ones making high school football picks all season long, right? Have a little fun with that. Here's a guy getting ready to cover the state championships starting tomorrow. SDPB. Do a great job with it. Craig Maddock will be on the call. Busy weekend coming up for Craig. Craig, good to have you on. How are you? Hey, it's great, Nate. Great to have you with us. Uh, yeah, Steve Toom and I will have uh, the games tomorrow, and then Friday and Saturday I'll uh, be paired up with uh, Curtis Riggs. So we're looking forward to, to all of that. And, of course, Stacy Jones will be our sideline reporter. So we're looking for the crew is uh, getting ready. And it's, it's amazing, Nate, how much time the crew behind the scenes, all the stuff they got to do to put together and uh, – Bring bring the games to you. So looking forward to sharing that with everybody beginning tomorrow. Well, you guys do a good job, and you are correct on that. You know, I've done TV and I've done radio, and then I was like, see, that's why I did radio play-by-play. I just bring my little equipment and I set it up, and I'm good. You know, TV, it's like there's fifty thousand things going on. I said, all right, <laughs> all right, that's a little in depth. Um, you guys do a good job with it. Hey, I have a question. I know you you can't pick teams and all that. We're not going to do that, Craig. What game do you think could be the best there in 11-man? I asked my audience, Pierre T, Winter Elk Point Jefferson, or Jefferson Harrisburg? I've, I've asked my audience, and my audience says Pierre and T could be the best one. Uh, it, it, it could be, um, but what intrigues me the most is the Elk Point Jefferson winner matchup. Ah, it does. Uh, winner with an unbelievable offense. Elk Point, Jefferson with an unbelievable defense. I mean, they've been giving up, what, 44 yards of offense, of defense? Or I'm sorry, Elk Point, Jefferson's like giving up only 44 yards uh, on defense Wow! throughout the year. So something is going to give on that one. But you know what winner's going to do. Uh, run to the left, <laughs> uh, run to the right, Counter. run up the middle. Yep, yep. <laughs> so, but yeah, Pierre and T area rematch from last year. Uh, T had a lead going into that uh, late in the game there, and they lost up in Pier earlier this week, er, earlier this year. But it was a good matchup. It was really good. A lot of points being scored. So I expect a a, a great one between Pier and T area. You know what? You're going to see one of the best running backs we've seen in a long time, and we're going to see one of the best quarterbacks we've seen in a long time. So that is uh, the the Brendan Beckerman kid. You'll see him in the 9B game tomorrow. And, of course, uh, the 
Lincoln Keenholz, the quarterback of Pierre, coming up. So uh, there is going to be some fun watching this week. Yeah, I looked at it, Craig. Sometimes, I mean, sometimes we have a few good games. Sometimes we have some blowouts. It happens. I look at this uh, slate with seven games starting tomorrow. I go, I think we're going to have some pretty darn good games. I think a lot of the 11-man games are going to be pretty good. It looks that I way. Like, uh, I like the Wall matchup. You I think do? Wall has, okay. Oh, yeah. I, I think Wall has a, has a great shot to, 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 to score some points. Um, but Gregory, you know what? They've been there. They've been there a while, too, haven't they? Um, many, many, many times. So we'll see uh, Parkston with the – with only uh, what one loss on the season for Parkston, uh, it's one of these where if you look at the teams in the championships this week, all the teams, the the seven games, you've got more than fifty-five championships among the teams that will be there this week. Craig Maddock on. He will be covering the state championships on South Dakota Public Broadcasting and the broadcast team, SDPB Sports. I want to ask you about this um, from the board of directors meeting for the Activities Association, Craig, last week. Um, They put together 11 points to go over name, image, and likeness where a student may receive some compensation slash sponsorship when it comes to personal appearance or, or name, image likeness and there's kind of 11 bullet points like rules of can't do this 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 mm-hmm. i ask would the athletic directors go with this i've asked um i asked jason andera about this and i wanted to ask you would the athletic directors if it went to a vote do you think we would put that in i don't know if it would go on the first go um you don't. I, I heard i heard your interview with dan Swartos. um you guys were talking about it I know Dan had some reservations about. They want to make sure they get all the everything is dotted and and signed and everything looks good before they bring it out. And I, I don't know if the ads are going to be comfortable with it right away. Um, my biggest fear is who's gonna who's gonna watch so that the athletes are are not taken advantage of, uh, or mom and dad are not taking advantage of what's going on. Um, I, 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 I know it's a change in the times, and we're talking high school kids. You know, I, I don't know if I want my quarterback uh, pitching uh, the latest uh, Monte Carlo that's on the lot at the <laughs> local dealership. Um, and, what about, and what, what about if he has a YouTube channel? Can he do that? <laughs> huh? Well, they already do that, don't they? Well, but they don't, they don't um, get money. No, no, they don't. I, I don't know. I, I think as a conservative state that we're in, um, I don't know if it will be ready for the first time. Is that right? That's interesting. Um, I know there's kind of a little pushback on it. I understand that. Uh, the other thing, transferring. One allegation, first time Dan Suartos has ever had that to uh, him, of an allegation of recruiting. And he, he looked at it. They couldn't really find if it was or wasn't. So now they have to change some language about what you really can't do when it comes to recruiting. You think open enrollment is is the right thing of how it's modeled here? I, I do. I agree. Um, you should be able to take your kids wherever you want for school, elementary, middle school, high school, wherever. You should be able to decide on your own. Uh, where you want to go. Now, that should be open, and uh, I am all for that. Okay. Um, what about when it comes to coaches recruiting? Do you think that happens a lot? I know 
things happen. I mean, come on, we've been around the block here. Does it happen a lot, recruiting athletes? Well, I think it happens more with uh, the athletes amongst themselves. Um, they're buddy buddies. Um, I, I think it happens more with that than coaches. Um, coaches have to be very careful, very careful of making a point of, yes, I'm recruiting uh, Taylor Ashley. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going after him. I want him to uh, come out to Rapid City uh, Central. <laughs> and and, and yeah, so you, okay. you, can't, you can't, you can't, you can't do that. So I, I think uh, coaches have to be really watchful on this. And I think the association also has to be pretty stern that uh, coaches, coaches should not uh, be recruiting uh, from other schools if they're already enrolled in another school. You have to know coaches do recruit. Come on. I, 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 I'm not going to be naive to say I don't believe that. <laughs> okay. Just say, yeah, 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 just a little bit, you know, and no, not mentioning any names. Um, last one for Craig Maddock before he takes on the Dome Championship starting tomorrow. He's going to Vermilion. Um, ejections in the fall season. This came out of the board meeting. Boys soccer over doubled. Football almost tripled. Ejections of players. And I'm going... Is is that a concern there? Double the amount in soccer, triple the amount in football. Um, I, I think officials are always trying to get a hold of of the game to make sure that it doesn't get dangerous. And um, I am surprised by those numbers as well. Um, yeah, for all the games that you and I see, um, I, I, I really don't see a lot of intentional. Uh, activities where a kid is going in uh, for damage uh, to get somebody else. Um, it's pretty rare that I've seen that, but across the country, it, that would not surprise me. I just wonder, is this language, is this behavior? I mean, it's probably a mix of why kids are getting ejected from one season to the next more than last year. Uh, it, it's, it could probably be language, but I, I think physically, um, it's hard for me to remember a time where a player – uh, purposefully uh, went in, let's say football, and goes in and spearing a kid or okay. a late hit. Um, you know, I, we just don't see that very often Interesting. here in South Dakota. Interesting. Nine ejections last year, 25 in football uh, this season. Uh, the state football championships start tomorrow. We made our picks. Craig's going to be on the call. SDPB Sports and uh, In Play Podcast. I saw you had a football player on there, one of the all-time greats. Yeah, Austin Sumner played at Brandon Valley, played at South Dakota State. And if you listen to the podcast, wherever you find your favorite podcast, right next to the Nate Brown Show, you'll find out that Austin Sumner played against two current NFL quarterbacks. Is that right? Wow, interesting. Who? I remember. Who were they? I remember Sumner back at Brandon Valley uh, covering his game. I went out there. He was playing against Spearfish. It didn't go too well for the Spartans, to say the least. But uh, heck of an arm. Heck yep, of an arm. Yep, he was a good player. Went to SDSU. Check out in play. Craig, enjoy the dome. We'll be watching. Uh, thanks for coming on. Thanks, Nate. See ya. All right, appreciate it. Craig Maddock in tonight. SDPB Sports. He's covering the state football championships as he has uh, for many years now. Next is Scott Pianowski, Major League Baseball writer for Yahoo Sports. Why are we talking Major League Baseball? Well, the Twins think they might be able to get this player. Is that true as we go to the offseason? And is Major League Baseball in a bad spot getting 
beat out in the ratings on a clinching game six. We'll discuss. Scott Pianowski next. You're listening to The Nate Brown Show. The Rush are back from the road starting Wednesday, November 9th against the Idaho Steelheads. Then join us as we honor those who have served during Veterans Appreciation Night on Friday, November 11th, presented by Rapid City Orthodontics. The game features $16 tickets for veterans. But the fun doesn't stop there. Saturday, November 12th is Real Snipe Selly Night, featuring an appearance from Terry Ryan, a.k.a. Hitch, from Shorzy. Rapid City Rush, stake your claim. Tickets at RapidCityRush.com. With two locations in Rapid City, Pizza Ranch is ready to serve your family. Every Wednesday is Kids Day. This is the best deal out there with the best buffet in town. One child, 12 and under, eats free for every regular-priced adult at the Pizza Ranch Buffet Wednesdays. And don't forget their senior special every Tuesday for $8.99. The Pizza Ranch Buffet. It's all good at the Pizza Ranch with two locations in Rapid City. And remember, daily online specials for carryout or delivery at Pizza Ranch. Ever since the first anniversary of the end of World War I, November 11th has been set aside as a day to honor America's veterans. Today, we continue that tradition, honoring veterans who served wherever duty called. On November 11th, Veterans Day 2022, we salute veterans across America and right here at home. This salute to veterans brought to you by Quality Commercial Properties, LLC at Samco Plaza. Ray at Quality Commercial Properties would like to thank our veterans for their courage and sacrifice. So at Black Hills Health and Wellness Center, we have four chiropractors in the clinic and our big focus is working on the musculoskeletal health of patients. Being in business in 39 years and having done business with every single bank in the area, in the community, in the last two years, we have definitely realized how much we have been missing out with the extra go-the-distance service that Pioneer Bank and Trust is willing to provide you. Pioneer Bank and Trust is local. Pioneer Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Hi, this is Dan Patrick. Remember to catch me weekday mornings from 7 until 10 a.m. right here on 106.7 FM and 1150 a.m. Fox Sports Rapid City. And now, back to Rapid City's sports talk show, Nate Brown Show. Nate. We're back on the Nate Brown Show, South Dakota Sports Talk Show live. Four to six on Fox Sports Rapid City, 106.7 FM, 1150 AM. Bring us up there at foxsportsrapidcity.com. A reminder, if you miss parts of the show live, any guests that you want to hear, we got them all lined up on the podcast. Every guest put in there, you can listen at your own convenience when you have the time. The Nate Brown Show podcast. Download it where you find your favorite podcast. Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, Amazon. Google Podcasts, we're out there. The Nate Brown Show podcast available for you. Great guest lineup tonight across the board. NFL. Got some high school championships going on. We know that. We've been hitting that. I want to go to Major League Baseball. I know it's like an ice storm out there. We got snow. We got to wrap up this Major League Baseball season. And a guy we've talked to a lot, Scott Bianowski. Major League Baseball covers it. Yahoo Sports on Twitter at Scott underscore Pianowski. Scott, thanks for the time. How are you tonight? I'm doing great, Nate. How are you? Doing good, man. Let me ask you something here. Um, one is this, and, and you've discussed this with me. I wonder what you're thinking moving forward. So Astros win it. Um, they won it in game six. And I came on the show Monday. 
And I'm like the only guy, in, I think maybe in the country in sports radio, that's like even talking about the World Series. Everybody's talking about Aaron Rodgers and the NFL. And, you know, I said, there was a game six Saturday. There was a World Series champion. And I said, you know what I'm worried about? That they're going to get beaten the ratings by Georgia and Tennessee. And, and it happened. Um, where's baseball at? Last two World Series, the lowest rated in history. W- what can we do? Yeah, it's not a game that appeals to the younger demographics. It's not the greatest game on TV because it's going to slow pace. And there were, you know, they have things coming in next year. There's going to be a pitch clock, which I think will, even though it's not going to be a dramatic difference, I think it's just going to help the flow of the game a little bit. Just not this need to have something else on while you're watching a baseball game. Uh, people have different opinions on the shift, but the bottom line is if the shift prevents hitting, then banning the shift is going to put more balls in play. I still think the hitters are still going to swing from their heels and try to pull the ball and everything. But if more of those things are hits, I'm in favor of it. I've long thought that baseball was penny-wise and pound-foolish with these night games, with these World Series games, where you need a fan base to be able to see the game. And I realize they want to maximize the eyeballs and get the biggest you know, ad revenue and all that stuff. But you need to charm people the way somebody might have been charmed in 1977 with Reggie Jackson, or somebody might have been charmed in 1992 or 93 with Joe Carter, yeah, or with the yeah. Diamondbacks in 2001, right? Um, you need to give people a chance to fall in love with it, and I, I think they're missing out on that. And, you know, the way the original schedule was, there wasn't going to be any Sunday games, because the last thing baseball wanted to do was go up against the big, bad NFL. Yep. But then the readout came into play. If there was a game seven, it was going to be on Sunday night, and they probably would, would have been embarrassed when they were outrated by the Chiefs and Texans. Yeah, it's it's one of those things I look at and I say, okay, let's just go 19 years ago, Marlins Yankees. There's over 25 million people. This Astros Phillies, I mean, those are two pretty big markets. Yep. It, was, it was 11 and a half, 11 and a half to 12. I mean, there's twice as many people 19 years ago, and I'm going. Yeah, that wasn't the you know great Braves of old and some of those all-time series where everybody just watched baseball. That was Marlins Yankees, and I'm going. How can it be twice as many people gone in that amount of time? And you know, it's a little bit where you're darned if you do and you're darned if you don't. They expand the playoffs, and it makes it more tournament style. And then people get upset because the best teams you know didn't didn't last. Like you know, the, the the Dodgers were so much better than the Padres, and the Braves were so much better than the Phillies. And you you have to embrace it's a tournament, and it doesn't. Now the Astros may have been the best team in baseball anyway, uh, and they're certainly a worthy champion. But when you have short series, my friend Joe Sheen likes to say, there's no upsets in a five game series. Anybody can beat anybody, and so it's not. You know, maybe the Dodgers don't have to do all this finger pointing. It's just variance. If the Dodgers lose two out of three games to the Pirates in June, nobody says anything about it. It's not a story. So, uh, baseball. I think what baseball needs to do, though, is I would shorten the regular season, and I would try. I'd play some more of these playoff games during the day, so more people can watch them. Maybe there's a better chance for a higher scoring game. Those are the more interesting games, right? When the lead changes, there are a couple of games that went extra innings where nobody could score, and I didn't feel it was dramatic. I felt there was almost like kind of like a drag that this fire-breathing dragon comes out of the bullpen, he throws 15 pitches, nobody comes close to getting a sniff of a hit, and you move on to the next inning. I like lead changes. I like not knowing who's going to win. I like having dramatic moments. 
So, you know, baseball, I realize a lot of this toothpaste, it's hard to put back in the tube. But I think giving up some of the ratings, giving up some of the ad money to maybe let people watch a game during the daytime or the early evening, I think that would be best. You know, it's kind of watering your garden, right? It doesn't grow right away, but eventually you have some ripe tomatoes. Yeah, I was worried on Monday. I said, I want to look at these ratings. I'm, I have a feeling Georgia um, and Tennessee might beat them, and, and they barely did. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was close. Um, but the World Series baseball just hasn't been as late watch as much as, as it used to be. And I know eyeballs are going every which way, too, but just 19 years ago was better ratings. I did want to get your take, Scott Pianowski, on Major League Baseball, Yahoo Sports. Let's go to this topic here. National Baseball Hall of Fame released the contemporary baseball-era ballot. Bonds is on there. Clemens is on there. Kurt Schilling's on there. So are these guys going to get in on the contemporary side? It's a great question. I'll take Schilling first because Schilling is certainly not as qualified as Bonds and, and Clemens, but an easy Hall of Famer. And the only reason he's not in the Hall of Fame is because he's gone so screwy since he retired. Let's remember, by the way, Kurt Schilling has won like every humanitarian award there was. 30 years ago, people had a different opinion of him, but he's just taken so many of his oddball opinions and talked about wanting media members dead and and saying, oh, I don't, I don't care if I'm in the Hall of Fame. Don't vote for me. This guy has, I think, the best walk strikeout rate in history. His postseason resume speaks for itself. He was a runner-up for Cy Young. It's unfortunate he never won a Cy Young, but he pitched in an era where Maddox and Johnson were dominant. So I, I'm curious to see how they handle. You have to separate the art from the artist sometimes. As far as Bonds and Clemens, I, man, it just feels artificial to me that they're not in the Hall of Fame. If you if you don't want to acknowledge Bonds as the hall as the home run guy, that that's your right. If you want to say Henry Aaron, but you know what, Henry Aaron and, and Willie Mays in that era is all about amphetamines, right? Babe Ruth played when there was no integration, there was no night games, there weren't all these relief pitchers who threw these wipeout sliders. I mean, we're always comparing apples to oranges anyway. And I'm not. And baseball turned a blind eye to to testing. You know, they they said they kind of tacitly approved it. Bonds never failed a test. You know, and, and why does some guy? You know, David Ortiz was on the Mitchell Report. We, for all we know, David Ortiz may have been enhanced in some way. We don't know for sure. We just know he was on a report that shouldn't have been leaked out. I mean, you know, there's probably people in the Hall of Fame already who have been tarnished. I would not have a problem with Bonds and Clemens getting in because I feel like you can't tell the story of baseball without them. And I think it's pretty easy to tell that before they did anything scientific, they were already among the just walk-in first ballot Hall of Famers. Maybe you put something on their plaque is, if, you, if you want. Is the, I, I think I think it's Hall of Fame if they're in. Is the contemporary committee, it's made up of 16 people. Uh, Hall of Fame players, executives, veteran sports writers. Is the contemporary committee like, I, I feel like people say, well, that that's different. I mean, well, if they vote them in, that, that's different. It won't bother me. But by the way, I'd like to see Lou Whitaker in the Hall of Fame. I think Dwight Evans someday should be in the Hall of Fame. The guy who kind of made it a little bit watered down what a Hall of Famer is, when Harold Baines made it, who had no defensive value, who was never close, to a hall of to a uh, an MVP season, you tell me your favorite Harold Baines memory. I think if people would have struggled to come up with that, he was just a really good player for a long time, but he had no juice specifically. Once he made it, I, I don't know. I feel like it opens the floodgates for a lot of guys. But Whitaker's a player, and also what we're seeing, Nate, 
is the way people evaluate guys change. You know, people look at advanced metrics. People look at wins over replacement, and they see a guy like Bobby Gritch may be a Hall of Famer by those standards. They see a guy like Lou Whitaker, and some people say, well, again, what's the Lou Whitaker moment that you remember? But if Alan Trammell's in, Lou Whitaker was just as good as Alan Trammell, and they were linked together as a great double play combination. They had moments in the World Series, of course. They won that championship with the Tigers in 84, the 35-5 and start. I'd like to see him get in. Mostly, though, I think once we get past Bonds and Clemens, if they ever do get in, I, I think that's the roadblock to the Hall of Fame being maybe not the enjoyable thing it used to be. We used to look forward to this, and now we just have this, this thing that gets yeah, in the right, way right. of it being a fun experience. I don't know. I, I would let – and look, I, I covered Roger Clemens. He, he wasn't the nicest guy to talk to. I mean, I wouldn't want him to be my neighbor necessarily, but I think he's a Hall of Famer in my book. All right. We'll see if the contemporary committee puts him in. They vote December 4th. Scott Pianowski on tonight, YahooSports.com, Major League Baseball. Uh, last quick one. I just saw this. The Twins front office talking about, well, Carlos Correa, you know, I think he wants to be here. We, we want him here. Could the Twins get something done there? I'd like to think so. That's one of the reasons why you sign somebody to a one-year deal is he, he may, you know, put down roots. Minnesota's a great place to live, high quality of life, very nice people. Correa, obviously a power hitter, a plus defender. He's, he's made himself into a gold-glove shortstop. I can see it. I mean, he wants to, you know, he, he's away from Houston now. He wants to branch out. He knows that the Twins can win what's probably a weak division. Uh, Guardians, I almost said Indians. The Guardians kind of got lucky last year. Everything went wrong for the White Sox. They've switched managers. I think Minnesota might be the favorite on paper. My gut feeling is Correa will stay in Minnesota. Maybe not on the longest deal, but that's again, that's what you try with a one-year deal. See if you can maybe set down some roots. Maybe the relationship works, and you can do something long-term. Yeah, it was interesting. That came out from uh, the Twins' front office here today. Scott Pianowski on tonight, wrapping up the Major League Baseball season right now as the Astros win another World Series title. Scott, thanks for coming on. I appreciate the time. My pleasure. We'll talk soon. All right. Appreciate your time. Scott Pianowski, we had him on a lot throughout the season. Major League Baseball writer, YahooSports.com. He's on Twitter at Scott underscore Pianowski. Good baseball guy to follow on Twitter. Listener text coming in on my NFL power rankings today. Um... Listener text, what kind of crackhead doesn't even put the Miami Dolphins in his top ten? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. What kind of crackhead? This type of crackhead. Easy, easy. Eric Williams is up next. Let me ask, should the Dolphins be in the top ten? Eric Williams, national NFL writer for Fox Sports on the way. This is South Dakota's Sports Talk Show, The Nate Brown Show, on FoxSportsRapidCity.com and live on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. Warren Chemical and Equipment Company reminds you fall is not the time to be backing off on your lawn care. In fact, it's a very important time of the season for your lawn. First off, fall is the most important time to fertilize your lawn. We recommend Warren's Best Lawn Fertilizer. It's specially formulated for Black Hill soils. Fall is also a great time to get control of those lawn weeds with the right lawn herbicide that you need for fall weed control. Or you can call Warren Chemical for custom application. Give us a call. Warren Chemical and Equipment Company, 342 Need tires? Denny Menholt Rushmore Honda will beat anyone's price on tires. Plus, give you two-year road hazard coverage at no extra charge. 
And for a limited time, get up to $100 rebates on sets of four tires. Our experts help you get the right tires for your vehicle, and we meet or beat any price. Give you two years of road hazard coverage and up to a $100 rebate. That's how we roll. See us at Denny Menholt Rushmore Honda or justhowweroll.com. Hi, this is Dr. Dan Jensen at Physio. We want to be your trusted partner for physical therapy, athlete development, and sports rehab. As the official strength and conditioning partners for Stevens, Central, Douglas, and the Rapid City Rush, our team at Physio is building the best athletes in the Black Hills. If you have an athlete in the family, we offer long-term athlete development at affordable prices for middle and high school students. We also have the only board-certified sports PT in Rapid City. At our brand-new facility, Physio is ready to help you perform at your best. One-on-one physical therapy, athlete development, and sports rehab, all at one place. Get started at bhphysio.com. All right, sports fans, Tin Lizzie and BetMGM Sportsbook is the place for the best sports betting experience in South Dakota. That's where I go every time to watch the big game, make a play, and enjoy some great food, great service, and some awesome 4K TVs. Tin Lizzie and the king of sportsbooks, BetMGM, where you can bet on college football and the NFL. Don't miss a second of the action. What game are you betting on? Make your play at Tin Lizzie and BetMGM Sportsbook, Main Street, Deadwood. Hi, this is David Brenneman with Coldwell Banker in Rapid City. Have you thought about buying your first home or maybe upgrading to a home that you will really love? Real estate is an important investment that you want to get right. I have been in the business of finding the right home for 15 years. To get started, contact me, David Brenneman, at 415-0044. Let's open the door to your new home and say hello to a goodbye with me, David Brenneman, at 415-0044. Customer service and knowledge. You expect it, and we provide it. As a general insurance agency, Fisher Rounds & Associates has aligned itself with the nation's strongest carrier networks, giving you the highest quality coverage at the best possible price. When it comes to claims or other issues, we handle everything so you don't have to. That's what we mean when we say we're at your service and at your side. Fisher Rounds & Associates, proudly serving South Dakota with offices in Pierre, Mitchell, Rapid City, Sioux Falls, and Watertown. Are you ready for new windows? Renewal by Anderson's windows are the best you can get, and their awesome Black Friday event is backed by popular demand. This is an incredible offer, and you don't have to get up early or stand in line. You don't even have to wait until Black Friday. You can book your estimate right now. Listen to this. Renewal by Anderson is giving 20% off every window, and depending on how many windows you get, you'll receive a Visa gift card for up to $1,500. Imagine getting awesome new Renewal by Anderson windows and a lot of spending cash for Christmas. It's fantastic. The financing offer is so great. No money down. No interest or payments for 18 months. Think about that. You get your new windows now, and you don't even have to make a payment until 2024. Wow. It's a very limited time offer, though. It starts on Black Friday, November 25th. It runs through December 9th. Please do not wait to book your free estimate right now. Just go to rbarapidcity.com. That's rbarapidcity.com to set up your free estimate. Renewal by Anderson. Make a great investment this Black Friday. Live from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Details Studio, Sales, Service, and Recreation, this is Fox Sports Rapid City. Welcome back in the Nate Brown Show live on Fox Sports Rapid City, 106.7 FM, 11.50 AM and streaming all the time at foxsportsrapidcity.com. 
Steve Steele's on the way. We're going to get a preview of the Pier team matchup tonight. Steve Steele's the head coach in Pier. They're trying to win six straight state championships. And I know we've had the discussion, could Pier move up to AAA? I, I would love to see it. I know Pierce just, hey, we play in the schedule we play, 11 AA, but I said, man, if we had a success factor, like winners won 11 B titles, they're trying to win three in a row. Pierce trying to win six in a row in 11 AA, the Dome Championship starting this week. And I said, if, if we had that, you'd have those teams move up. Then you have teams like Rapid City Central who hasn't had a winning season for a long time. They could move down a class and, and build and compete and the whole thing. I think it works well both ways. I'm going to keep that discussion alive. We'll talk to Steve Steele coming up. He's the head coach for the Pier Governors. They're trying to win six straight on the way. George Stoya's in tonight. Broncos beat rider. The Broncos are back at it. Can they beat the Titans on the road? Denver is not favored there. Denver is not favored on the road. Imagine that. Ah, uh, look out. My Broncos are, are they Are they in this thing? <laughs> they're, they're not quite in this thing, but a couple of wins away. A couple of wins away. And they're not in last place of the AFC West, which I bet all you guys, AFC West last place finish for my Denver Broncos, and I've got a pizza party, pizza and brew from 454 on the line for 30. VIP listeners, for 30 VIP listeners. Uh, let's visit the question of the day really quick. I want to get into uh, your answers on the question of the day, see where you stand. I got a couple of things here, but uh, one is the college conferences announcing today, the Big 12 and the SEC. They're trying to figure out how they can get security ramped up at these stadiums where the fans have stormed the field after these big wins. Tennessee fans. LSU fans this past Saturday stormed the field at Death Valley. And the conferences, they find the schools after it. Well, that's doing nothing. And by the way, the students, you think they care? I mean, they, <laughs> they don't care. It's like, it's a badge of honor. We've stormed the field, take down the goalposts, the whole thing. But the SEC and the Big 12 have, have announced, we got to do something. Big 12 is going to work with an outside group to try and clamp down on the fans storming the field. The SEC's putting together a working group today to try and figure, hey, we've got to stop this. My question is, are you agreeing with the conferences, the adults in the room, so to speak? You know, you got to clamp down the storming of the field, or you just let them have fun, storm the field, have a good time. I get it from one side, the injury factor, you know, the what if this happens thing, that thing from an administration side, a university side, I'm, I, I don't love that. So that's what they're worried about, a lawsuit here or there. Everybody else like, eh, just let the fans storm the field. But the conferences want to crack down on storming the field. Do you agree? 74% of you say, no, you got to let them have fun. 26% say, yes, of course, it's a safety issue. It's a safety issue. My, my other question of the day on this Wednesday, day before the Dome Championships, I ask, which game do you think will be the closest at the Dome? An 11-man. Maybe you don't follow high school footballs closely. A lot of you do. You've played for these teams and in these towns, and you follow it each year. It's a great tradition, right? Love South Dakota high school football. I settle in, watching the nine-man games and the 11-man games this weekend. Which 11-man game will be the closest this week? I threw out this uh, question to the Twitter audience, and I got followers across the state. I wanted to see what people said. 
You think it's going to be winner, Elk Point Jefferson, two undefeated teams. Is it going to be Pierre against T? That was a close game earlier, just a few weeks ago. Or Sioux Falls Jefferson against Harrisburg in the big school class. Which 11-man state title game will be the closest this week? What do our football experts say across South Dakota? Here's the vote. 54% of you say Pierre and T will be the best game. Closest game. Pierre and T, 54%. 32% voting for winner Elk Point Jefferson. Sioux Falls Jefferson Harrisburg getting 14% of the vote. I've made my picks earlier this uh, show with Matt Kearney. Of course, Brown's best, our high school football picks. We've done that all season long. So on my picks, I have told you which game is going to be the closest with my picks. And it's the closest 11-man game I have on the list. It is not winner Elk Point Jefferson. I think these guys are going to get it done, but I do think it is close. Pier T. I've got Pier winning by four. I think that's going to be a close one. Back into the drive at five on this Wednesday. Careful out there as you hit the roads. Careful. A little icy, a little dicey. Some winter weather is upon us and moving in. It's five questions from Chris. One of our loyal listeners, Chris, gave me five questions. I've got five answers as we start the drive at five next. From high school to college to the pros, this is the Nate Brown Show on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. Every time you play at First Gold Gaming Resort, you're locked and loaded to win your share of Deadwood's biggest giveaways. Starting with $8,600 in hot seat promo play drawings every Friday through Sunday. Saturday nights win $1,000 cash at the top of every hour from 5 till 11 p.m. And on Saturday, November 26th, it's the biggest of them all, the $18,000 Golden Cash Blast. First Gold Gaming Resort is where Deadwood begins and the winning never ends. At Black Hills Federal Credit Union, we are committed to improving the lives of our members and bettering our communities. As your community credit union, we're here to get to know you and your unique needs. From extended service hours to the newest technology, we have you covered. Stop by any location to get started or text or call 605-718-1818. BHFCU is member-owned, not-for-profit, and federally insured by the NCUA. Great news. I just got the State Farm Personal Price Plan on our home and auto insurance. You told our agent about my thing for romance novels? No, you don't have to get that personal. Our agent just helped me choose affordable options to create a personalized price just for us. Oh, sweet. Then you won't believe the love triangle Jen is in now. Contact me, State Farm Agent Scott Carlson, to create your personal price plan today. Prices vary by state. Options selected by customer. Availability and eligibility may vary. KIMM Rapid City and K294 BT Rapid City, the Black Hills Sports Station, 1067 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. All right, Rapid City, one of my favorite places is Poor 54 downtown. If you're looking for the best place to have a cold one with friends, maybe date night with your wife, or just go and watch the big game with some buddies in their great sports area upstairs, Poor 54 has it all. Plus, 54 taps of beer from local and regional breweries, and it's self-serve. You don't have to wait around. You can get what you want right away. And the food's out of this world. I love the Detroit-style pan pizzas. Check out Poor 54. You'll love it. Downtown Main street. 
What can Elevate Performance do for your athlete? Brandon Drum, D2 lacrosse player at Mars Hill University. I started going to Elevate Performance for problems with my knee, and after working with Britt, he identified some other issues that helped me prevent severe injury. Elevate's strength and conditioning program also helped me perform at a much higher level. My goal was to play college lacrosse, and I am thankful for Britt and Elevate for helping me achieve that goal. Elevate worked with me on a personal level and helped mold me into a stronger athlete. Get your athlete started at Elevate Performance sd.com in the past if you needed auto body repair you had to get multiple estimates and then try to get your car into a shop for repair well not anymore in most cases you can stop by one shop get your estimate and schedule your car for a repair the question now becomes which shop you choose if you like quality choose j&j truck and auto body they have ase ppg and gold icar certifications that allow them to offer you a nationwide warranty and they'll work with your insurance company so you're pleased with the outcome j&j truck and auto body 1513 east philadelphia Hey, it's Chris Broussard. Remember to catch the iCouple weeknights from 6 to 8 p.m. right here on Fox Sports Rapid City. And now, let's get back to Rapid City sports talk show, The Nate Brown Show. Hey, welcome back in. I'm here. I'm ready. Are you here? Yes, you're ready. Hey, careful out there on the roads. Careful wherever you're at. Different conditions, varying conditions. Some two-hour late starts getting announced here. Two-hour late starts for the Rapid City Public Schools tomorrow. What's that mean? My daughters get to sleep in, and I still have to get up and make coffee, right? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready for it. Bring it on. Oh, careful. Don't say that this time of year in South Dakota. <laughs> careful. The Drive at Five's on tonight. Thanks for being here. Careful out there on the Drive at Five. Driven by Summit Automotive Group, summitautogrp.com. Start there on your next pre-owned vehicle search. I'm telling you, it's the Summit difference. Experience it for yourself. The selection's outstanding. Summitautogrp.com. Get the car buying experience truly built around you with Stacey and Matt and their staff. Summitautogrp.com. George Stoy is going to join us live. Broncos beat writer for the Denver Gazette. Steve Steele's coming up. Pierre Governor's head football coach trying to win six straight titles. We'll have a discussion with Steve Steele. They take on T and I think the closest 11-man game. That's what I say. We'll talk to Steve Steele coming up. Rob Kegron's in tonight. We'll have a football pick'ems here. Five NFL games. Rob's going to make his picks this hour of some big games this weekend. You know what we got right now. I'm ready. Five questions from Chris. Let's light it up. Here we go. Chris put in uh, some work. He always puts in thought-provoking uh, questions here, and that's what that fits the theme of thought-provoking sports talk on the Nate Brown Show. Five questions from Chris. Let's get it. Five answers ready. Number one from our loyal listener, Chris. For the first time in baseball history at a World Series game, wasn't televised on Sunday. What's more surprising to you? A World Series game wasn't shown on TV for the first time since the games began in 1947 on a Sunday? Or it took so long for Major League Baseball to realize Sundays are the NFL days? Yeah, um... I think, I mean, what's more surprising is it took Major League Baseball that long to think like, hey, maybe we shouldn't play like game sevens on Sundays or game ones. Like like even game ones, they were thinking, yeah, let's put game one on a Sunday during the NFL season. Major League Baseball has this thing. 
and and I'm going to contend to this. It's not going to work for owners, but the season's getting into too much of even November. I mean, it's the October Classic. Get that thing done in October. The baseball postseason's gotten longer. The season itself is really long. We know that, 162 games. It's hard to find the right windows because they even got beat by college football, Georgia-Tennessee on Saturday in the Game 6 clincher for the Astros. Major League Baseball, you, I mean, they put games on a Sunday. That was a big mistake. My, my surprise there is, wow, they finally didn't do that. Ratings still weren't great, though, Chris. Lowest-rated World Series uh, the last two years, lowest-rated in history the last two years. There's something, I, I don't know how that gets fixed. Question number two. There's 360 D1 college basketball programs in the country, and they're talking about expanding the tournament in March Madness to around 90 teams. Right now we're at 68. When it comes down to it, should the NCAA basketball tournament expand to more like 120 teams, or should the mid-majors do their own tournament kind of at the beginning of the season? I don't think you should go go 120, Chris. I know if you go 120, it's like, well, maybe you can get more of the mid-majors in, not just SDSU or USD. You know, it's just a one-bid league. But I'm telling you, if you go 120, I, I'm here to tell you, the big schools in, in March Madness, the big conferences, they're just going to put more of their teams in. It doesn't matter if they're 500. I mean, if you expanded it to 120, you're just going to get more of the middle-of-the-road Big Ten, middle-of-the-road SEC. I'm not opposed to expanding it to, like, I said 80. Like six more games, 12 more teams. I'm not opposed to it. They're talking about expanding it. Where are they going to get to? They're not going to go to 120. That's too many in my opinion too, Chris. 90? Yeah, we're getting a little we're getting a little uh large there. I don't I I don't want to just make it everybody. 68, I I'd, I'd go to about 80. We'll see where it goes. Question number 3. This season is the first for the NHL that the average value for every hockey team is a billion dollars. Toronto Maple Leafs valued at $2.1 billion. The least valued team in hockey is the Arizona Coyotes at $465 million. Okay, but the average value is a billion dollars in the NHL. If I had the money, or he says, if you had the money, Nate, what league would you invest in? Well, it's a hard one. It, it kind of is a hard one because you look, okay, where's the return on investment? Where's the return on investment? If you were a millionaire, billionaire, where would you invest? What league? NHL, NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball. I still have to go NFL because I, if I had the huge amount of money, I believe the NFL is king. They just print money. They print money. It's an exclusive club. If I had to invest, I still think the NFL is just going to make more and more money. The media rights deals have taken it over the top. It is the most valuable league. So if I'm investing in a team, it's an NFL team. End of story. Number four, do you think we will have an NBA lockout after this season? Why do you say that, Chris? The NBA owners and players have a opt-out clause in their current CBA the lockout's not about players versus owners. This lockout would be owner versus owner. 
There's a sizable faction of owners in the league that want a hard salary cap. Some see how teams like Golden State pay a high luxury tax and keep fielding a competitive team, so they want a hard salary cap. Um, I like salary caps. I don't know if we're going to end up with the lockout. That's owners and owners can can decide how, you know, if they, how much they can lose. A lot of them can lose a lot of money. They just don't like to, right? But I like a salary cap. I know the luxury tax is one thing in baseball and and one thing in in basketball. There's a hard salary cap in the NFL, and we've had so many good games every week, so many close games. It's because of the salary cap and how the model is put together for the NFL organizations. Nobody can really dominate year after year after year. There's good runs, but they don't dominate. Okay, I, I would love to see a salary cap in sports, whether that's baseball, NBA. I want the smaller market teams to be as good as the major market teams. And I want owners to be able to compete so they don't just tank and not spend money. Question number five, last one, five questions from Chris. Nolan Arenado won his 10th consecutive gold glove after the Major League Baseball season. Justin Verlander gets set to win the American League Cy Young. Which award for the player is the most remarkable? Verlander winning a uh, Cy Young at 38 years old or Nolan Arenado winning 10 consecutive gold gloves? Well, you got me on this one, Chris. Nolan Arenado winning 10 consecutive gold gloves, that's fine. You know what impresses me as an old man? I'm an old man. I'm 40. I'm <laughs> Justin Verlander being as good as he was for the Astros. Slinging it, spinning it, 38 years old. Could be the American League Cy Young winner, Justin Verlander at 38. That impresses me. Five questions from Chris. In the books on a Wednesday, George Stoyas coming up next. Broncos beat writer. What are the chances of the Broncos winning at Tennessee next? You're listening to The Nate Brown Show. Follow us and watch the show live on Twitter at Nate Brown Show. At Ace Steel and Recycling in Rapid City, our goal is to make recycling your materials so quick, so easy, and so profitable that you'll become a lifetime recycler. At Ace Steel and Recycling, we buy, process, and ship scrap iron, automobiles, stainless steel, and aluminum, including cans and cast. We also buy insulated wiring, as well as copper, brass, lead, batteries, zinc, and tungsten carbide. Visit acesteelusa.com or give us a call at 342-8649. Ace Steel and Recycling, 2830 Eglin Street, Rapid City. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. A winter weather advisory continues until 11 p.m. tomorrow night. Cloudy tonight with snow likely. Lows around 17. North winds 10 to 15 miles per hour. Cloudy skies tomorrow. Chance of snow high of 25. Mainly clear skies tomorrow night. Lows around 8 above. 1 to 2 inches of snow tonight. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 19. Kelly Blue Book Instant Cash Offer from Denny Menholt Toyota. Use your phone. It's fast and easy. Pull up our website, click on Value Trade-In, scan your VIN, and tell us about your car. You are on your way to a no-hassle, no-commitment cash offer on your vehicle in under five minutes. Bring your vehicle and your Kelly Blue Book instant cash offer to Denny Menholt Toyota and get cash or trade-in credit today. See you soon at Denny Menholt Toyota, Rapid City.
The Rush are back from the road starting Wednesday, November 9th against the Idaho Steelheads. Then join us as we honor those who have served during Veterans Appreciation Night on Friday, November 11th, presented by Rapid City Orthodontics. The game features $16 tickets for veterans. But the fun doesn't stop there. Saturday, November 12th is Real Snipe Selly Night, featuring an appearance from Terry Ryan, a.k.a. Hitch, from Shorzy. Rapid City Rush, stake your claim. Tickets at RapidCityRush.com. With home values rising in the Black Hills, a cash-out refinance loan from Black Hills Community Bank is a great choice. Thinking about home improvements or projects? Think about a cash-out refinance. Possibilities are endless. Consolidate your debt into one mortgage payment. Tap into the equity of your home with Black Hills Community Bank. Get started today using the online loan application at bhcbank.com or call to speak to a mortgage banker. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Hi, this is Cody Young at High Plains Physical Therapy and Aquatic Therapy Center. I started High Plains PT in 1999, and we've been providing personalized care in Rapid City to help our patients get back in action. Remember, you have a choice for who you go to see for physical therapy. With our state-of-the-art Aquatic Therapy Center, we are equipped to help you achieve your health goals. At High Plains, we will give you the one-on-one treatment you deserve. We look forward to working with you at our new facility. To get started, visit highplainspt.com. Live from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Details Studio, Sales, Service, and Recreation, this is Fox Sports Rapid City. Welcome back into the Drive at Five on an interesting Wednesday night right out there. Be careful on the roadways. Winter activity ramping up here into western South Dakota as the evening goes on. Heads up, all right? Keep your head on a swivel. Careful on the drive at 5 on the Nate Brown Show. Glad you're here. Fox Sports Rapid City. George Stoy is in tonight. Broncos beat writer, Denver Gazette, gazette.com. He's on Twitter, at George Stoya, covering the Broncos and the Titans this week. Broncos go on the road to take on the Titans. George, thanks for coming on. How are you? I'm good, Nate. Thanks for having me on. Well, I appreciate your time. So let's get into this thing. Um, Broncos have a bye week. What did you hear um, of the activity? What was the bye week like? Um, where's the team sitting at after their win against Jacksonville? Yeah, you know, I think it's always funny. Everybody always says, well, the bye week came at a perfect time. But I really think that that's definitely the truth for the Broncos in terms of obviously the season has not gone the way that they wanted to. Uh, they've had quite a few injuries uh, this season. And so uh, for it to come, you know, really right in the middle of the season and after a win uh, on the road in London, I think it was a good week away for them. I think that the coaching staff also got together this last week, uh, tried to put, put together some, some stuff to see if they can figure out how to be better on offense. Obviously, that's been their biggest issue. Um, you know, Russell Wilson was in Cabo which I didn't realize I guess he's done every single year uh, since his rookie season. And I know some people uh, were, were wondering why he was in Cabo, but I guess he does that every year. So no big deal there. Also, guys do that a lot, take trips. I know there were several, several other guys that went out and took some trips um, you know, this week and just tried to get away because obviously in a 17-game season, sometimes you just need to get away. But they're also, they also got a little healthier. Uh, you know, it sounds like Baron Browning on the edge uh, could be back this week. Uh, along with a couple other guys. So um, that could be a big boost, especially after 
you know, trading away Bradley Chubb last week. Talking Broncos, George Stoy is in, Broncos beat writer for the Denver Gazette here on the Nate Brown Show. What's this What's this deal with Draymond Jones? Um, I'm looking at it, and, and people are talking about contracts, and talking about extensions. Bradley Chubb, of course, got traded, and maybe that's where this came from. It's like, okay, who are the Broncos going to hang on to here? Who are the core players? And it feels like Draymond Jones says, well, I'm here right now. What's the end game here? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that uh, they they want to keep Draymond Jones. I know George Payton, the GM, spoke about that last week when they traded Chubb. Is, is you know this does open up some cap space to sign some other guys in, internally, and Draymond Jones is you know having the best season of his career so far this year, uh, and so I think they want to keep him. And then obviously today, I I was there uh, talking to Draymond when uh, you know he was asked directly, "Would you want to stay in, in Denver long term?" He said, "I'm here right now." which is probably not what you want to hear uh, if you're a Broncos fan. But I, I think that what Draymond was doing is it's, it's a play for money. I think that it was, uh, it was a situation where he goes, yeah, you know, I, I am here right now, but uh, I want to make sure I get, I get paid no matter where I play. Uh, and so I think that that was what Draymond was doing there when he, was, when he made those comments and it was kind of you know, pretty straightforward when asked about that, because most guys come out and say, oh, yeah, I'd love to stay in Denver. I want to be a Bronco for life. Uh, I think that, you know, he probably wants to stay in Denver, but he's not going to say that to give the Broncos any sort of leverage when they're talking about contract negotiations, which I've heard uh, are probably going to be, you know, ramping up here maybe during the season. Like, that's something that they might try to get done, an extension during the year, sort of like what they did with Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick last year, they did it towards the end of the season a year ago in the season, extending both those guys. So uh, I think that it was one of those things where Draymond knew what he was doing when he said that, uh, and it was kind of maybe a, uh, a little bit of a, of a notice to uh, the executives here in, in Denver. I saw that you guys talked to Russell Wilson today, and, and it seems like every week or every other week, Seattle's saying something. You know, this happened, or a former player said this. Now it's, well, Russell Wilson didn't wear the wristband with, with plays and stuff in Seattle. Geno is, and that's why they're doing a lot better. Russell said, well, I, I won a lot of games there. Does Russell um, not like answering questions about the Seahawks? I, you know, I, I wouldn't say he doesn't, he doesn't not like it. Um, you know, I think that, it, you know, he, he's a guy that'll answer any question, um, but I'm sure he's getting a little bit tired of it, especially this one. Like, you, you know, there's been some times that you kind of roll your eyes at Russell or, you know, maybe he says something that you're like, oh, yeah, okay, this shouldn't be a story. But in terms of this, like, this was definitely something Seattle started and, and really specifically Pete Carroll making the comment, um, you know, that there was some resistance to wearing a wristband previously and that they're having a lot more success this year because of Geno Smith wearing a wristband. Well, Russell Wilson only broke the record for, you know, most career wins in, in, his, in their first 10 seasons as a quarterback with 113. So I don't think the wristband was playing much of a factor there in Seattle. And I think that that was sort of Russell's point is like, hey, like, can we move on from this? Because this is kind of a, a non-factor in terms of, uh, you know, winning and not winning football games. I will say this year, he did not wear a wristband uh, in any of the games until the Jaguars game this last week. He wore a wristband uh, for with, a, with the plays on it, and he also was wearing one today in practice. So maybe that's something we'll see him do here moving forward with the Broncos. But in terms of you know Russell in Seattle, you're right. It seems to be uh, a story every single week with you know guys taking jabs. And, and I'm interested. I I wish I would have asked you know if he just gets a little bit tired of 
uh, hearing some of those things, either you know whether it's from Pete Carroll or you know Richard Sherman has obviously been really vocal about him. But uh, I'm sure you know deep down he would tell you that he is probably getting a little bit annoyed by some of that stuff. You'll have another opportunity, George. Okay, I mean I'm sure you. <laughs> hey, are you getting tired of this? You you can do that next time. Uh, Denver Gazette Broncos beat writer on the Nate Brown Show covers the Broncos. Find him on Twitter at George Stoya. Uh, let's talk Titans before I let you run. Titans defense really clamped down Kansas City. Uh, Tennessee should have won. They had Malik Willis really, really struggled. So what are we going to get there with Tennessee on the road? Yeah, it's going to be a really physical football game, and that's where the Broncos have to match that physicality if they want to win. I mean, you, you talked about the defense. Obviously, they're playing at a really high level, um, you know, and, and that doesn't bode well for a Broncos offense that's really struggled. So they're going to have to do some things. They, they need to be able to run the ball, which they just have not been able to do consistently this year. Uh, and Russell Wilson is going to have to make some plays at the end of the game, I think, because I think it is going to be a close game. So you're going to need Russell to, to kind of play like he did at the end of the, the Jaguars game where they go down and they score when they absolutely need it. I think that that's what's going to have to ha- have to happen. And then on the other side of the ball, uh, I'm a little concerned for this Broncos defense. I know that they've been playing some of the best football you know, in the NFL right now defensively, uh, but they've been suspect in the run game, and, and we've seen yeah. that throughout the season. And obviously, you know, now they lose Bradley Chubb. Uh, you know, you're going to need some young guys, Nick Benito, Jonathan Cooper, Baron Browning, some of these edge guys to really set the edge uh, and contain Derrick Henry, which is a, a really big task. So I am a little concerned for the, for the defense as well. So that's why I am picking the Titans to, to win this week, and I think that they're – they're playing really good football right now. I know they just lost. Like you said, Malik Willis had a, had a tough outing, but uh, I'm taking the Titans, especially if, if Ryan Tannehill ends up being back this week. Hey, I look at it, George. I mean, people, you know, the Broncos have struggled, but you look at it and you say, well, they're they're not out of the playoff picture technically. They're not. But you, you lose a, a game like this, I mean, you're just going to keep falling far behind. It feels like the Broncos need to pick up some here. Yeah, no, definitely. This is a this is a game that uh, if they win, the, the narrative shifts, right? All of a sudden, uh, they, they they win a big AFC game. Uh, they come back at home and they play a, honestly a really bad Raiders team, a Raiders team that's really struggling right now. A game that they should win, and then they go to Carolina, uh, another team that I, I feel like they should beat. So you know, if you go win in Tennessee this weekend, uh, you know, and then you win the next two, all of a sudden you're on a three game winning streak. You're sitting at six and five with a chance to make a run at the playoffs. Now, if you lose this week, uh, things can turn pretty quickly sitting at three and six. So this is a real, a really, really big game. And, and, and that's, you know, an obvious statement, right? That I think that all nine games the rest of the way for the Broncos are big ones. But uh, to get on the right foot, I think you need to go win a big one this week in Nashville. Trying to win back-to-back. We haven't seen that. Uh, George Stoya on, getting set to cover the Broncos on the road at Tennessee. Denver Gazette. Broncos beat writer, gazette.com, on Twitter, at George Stoya. George, thanks for the time, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me, Nate. Appreciate your time. George Stoya in tonight, Broncos beat writer, talking Broncos Titans, Denver Gazette, live on the Nate Brown Show. In the drive at five. I've got five NFL games. How about a little Vikings Bills? How about Broncos Titans? How about Cowboys Packers? Rob Kegron makes his picks. Football Pick'ems with Rob Kegron. The winner's next. Did you miss an interview or great segment on the Nate Brown Show? Just find the Nate Brown Show podcast and listen wherever you download your podcasts. 
Whether you run the race, make the catch, cast a line, pitch a tent, or just look good doing it, Shields Rapid City has your gear. From athletic clothing from your favorite team, cold weather gear to keep you warm, to the best camping selection this side of the Black Hills, and the most stylish and functional women's outerwear and footwear, Shields has the widest selection of the best brands in the business. So when you're ready to get out, get in the game, or get going, get to Shields. Shields, we're right there with you at Rushmore Crossing in Rapid City. Since the War for Independence, no foreign army has ever occupied American soil. But in this day and age, it's dangerous to assume that our enemies cannot penetrate our borders and we cannot afford to become complacent. On Veterans Day 2022, let us salute the brave men and women who have served in our nation's armed forces, veterans across America and right here at home. This salute to veterans is brought to you by Farm Bureau agent Tom Berger. As a veteran himself, Tom would like to thank his fellow veterans for their courage and sacrifice for our country. Listen to what customers are saying about Anytime Auto Sales service and detail. Here's Angela Walter, Piedmont. So after that first visit, we decided to bring another vehicle in. And so far, we have four family vehicles, and every one of them now are serviced by Anytime. Probably my best experience at Anytime Auto was the time I brought my car in for a detail. I have a yellow lab, and we go hiking a lot, so there was quite a bit of dog hair in the back. And when I came in and got that vehicle later in the day, I was amazed. There was no dog hair left. That car was brand new when I got it. And it's funny, because I did say to my husband when I got home, gotta go look at my car, it looks brand new. This was by far the best detail I've ever had. I had a great experience with the auto detailing. There you have it. For the best in automotive sales and service, see Anytime Auto Sales Service and Detail. Corner of Highway 79 in East Minnesota. Anytime Auto Sales. We're all going somewhere, going higher, faster, farther, going in new directions, to new places. At Monument Health, we keep going so you can keep going. We're dedicated to advanced orthopedic care with the latest innovations, technology, expertise, and treatment. So keep exploring, keep making memories, keep going with Monument Health as your partner. Learn more at monument.health slash orthopedics. All right, I think we're all ready for some football, and Cadillac Jack's Gaming Resort is the place to stay and play in Deadwood. If you want to bet on the biggest games, watch the games, and also play your favorite table games and have a great dinner, Cadillac Jack's and BetMGM allows you to do it all in one place. The king of sportsbooks, BetMGM, teaming up with Cadillac Jack's from college football to the NFL. Make your plans now to experience Cadillac Jack's with BetMGM Sportsbook. How will your game play out? Where can you get surprisingly great rates on auto and renter's insurance? At State Farm. I'm State Farm agent Matt McCormick, and I'm your one-stop shop in Rapid City for protecting your car and your stuff for surprisingly great rates. So stop looking around. Call me, State Farm agent Matt McCormick, for surprisingly great auto and renter's rates today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to State Farm underwriting requirements. No one has a handbook for what we're living through today, which is why the experience you have access to makes all the difference in how you make it to tomorrow. For decades, Dakota Bank has worked with ag producers through industry, economic, and regional changes. We're committed to agriculture. We're committed to the producers and families that make our communities great. Go with commitment, experience, and integrity. Dakota Bank, banking, insurance, mortgage, and trust. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Insurance and trust not FDIC insured. 
Live from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Details Studio, Sales, Service, and Recreation, this is Fox Sports Rapid City. Welcome back into the Nate Brown Show, South Dakota Sports Talk Show. Heads up. Seeing some snow out there already in Sturgis, places like that. Some of the higher elevations, some freezing drizzle throughout the day. I was on skates out there today, man, but I'm nimble. I'm nimble in my old age. Look out. Heads up. Heads up. South Dakota weather starting up. South Dakota Sports Talk Show inviting in Eric Williams, national NFL writer, Fox Sports. Week 10 of the NFL. Let's get going. Eric, thanks for the time. How are you? Nate, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I'm a little jealous of, of the snow here in San Diego. Obviously, <laughs> we, we don't get that. Uh, you're not jealous at all. I, I go to San Diego a lot. Uh, you're not jealous at all. Um, by the way, I want to get into this this Week 10 here. There's some interesting games. I, I'll, I'll get into that first. I want to get your thoughts on my power rankings. Eric, I always ask you. Um, I had a listener say, how can you not put the Dolphins in your top ten? I don't have them there. They're close. I have the Jets in there. Are the Jets better than the Dolphins? Who would you take today? Jets have a better defense. Dolphins have a better offense. Um, I think the, the deciding factor for me would be the head coach. I, I like the Jets head coach better than, than Mike down there in Miami. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I would, I would go with Jets. But, Jets beating Buffalo is an impressive victory. Obviously, the Dolphins beat Buffalo, I believe, earlier this year. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. I think they've both beaten Buffalo. Um, but I think the, the way the Jets are playing right now, heading into the second half of the season, I, I think I'd like the Jets a little more. Okay, I finally moved the Eagles into my number one slot. I haven't put them there. I had the Bills there. I had the Chiefs, too. <laughs> I put the Eagles to number one. I just had to. Chiefs, they look beatable. They really do. Bills got beat by the Jets. Yep. Um, the Eagles, is this a team that can make a big-time run? I think so. I, I think when you look at their strengths, you know, O-line, D-line, quarterbacks playing really well. They have playmakers on offense. I think the concern with the Eagles is, you know, they haven't done it in the postseason. So, you know, when they get there, the postseason is a little bit different in terms of how the games are played. Um, you know, quarterback position obviously is important. Um, so when you look at other teams, you know, potentially like the, the 49ers that have been there before and have had some success, um, you know, Green Bay, although, you know, they've struggled the last couple postseasons, um, I think maybe you, you, would, you would be concerned if you're an Eagles fan meeting up with a team like that in the postseason. Eric Williams on NFL writer for Fox Sports. Who's the biggest disappointment? This is a tough question because there's a list there. Raiders, yeah. Packers, maybe even the Colts. Who's the biggest disappointment as far as you're concerned? I noticed you didn't say your Broncos there, Nate. That's no. a little surprising. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> uh, I mean, I was going to say Broncos or the Colts. I mean, the, you the were. Colts. Wow. You know, it, it, just with getting Ross and paying him that much money, and you really thought with that defense that they, they would contend for a Super Bowl and for them to just kind of fall flat. The first half of the season is surprising. I think the Raiders is another one, too, with Josh McDaniels going there, and, and they get Chandler Jones and Devontae Adams, and you think that's a team, again, that's going to compete, and, and, and they have struggled as well. So I definitely think those two teams 
Uh, the Colts, I thought they were going to be right around 500, and what are they, 3-5-1, and one, I believe. Um, so, yeah, I, I guess you could throw the Colts in there, but for me it would definitely be the, the Raiders and uh, and the Broncos. Wow, interesting. So I'll ask you about this. Uh, Colts fire their coach. We know Jeff mm-hmm. Saturday is going to get an audition here. It's a really interesting situation. And then you had the Panthers fire their coach earlier. Is Kingsbury on the list? Is he one to watch right now in Arizona? Yeah, I've been asked about that a couple times, and I just don't see it because he, he signed that deal in the offseason. I think it goes through 2026 or 27. So there's there's a lot of uh, a lot of money left still to pay him. And you, you look at um, you know a family like the Bidwell family. I don't think they have the kind of wealth that you know maybe Cronkies or the the owners for the Broncos to just kind of move away from, you know, owing a coach maybe $15 million down the line. So I think they probably would ride it out for another year. You know, uh, Kingsbury has also had success. You know, he had winning records, I believe, the last two years before this year. So they were heading in the right direction. So maybe they just look at this as a hiccup and, and see what they can do in the offseason, make some more moves and see if they can get back on track. I, I, I don't believe he's on the hot seat unless they start losing – you know, by 20 or 30 points where it just looks like he's lost the team. Eric Williams in, NFL writer, FoxSports.com. I want to go to the uh, Russell Wilson Broncos situation. You covered mm-hmm. Russ. You covered the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. What's the deal? I mean, I know it's you know seems really sour. Pete Carroll now talking about, well, there was a resistance to wearing a wristband. I mean, there's just these little, little shots. And I yeah. just don't know why that happens. Why do you say that's happening? Seattle, whether it's former players or now uh, coach. I think it's for a lot of different reasons. I think it's the way that it ended where there's a feeling in Seattle that Russell was kind of forcing his way out a little bit and, and wanting to move on and have a, have a little bit more control you know, over what happens on offense. I think it's the success that they're having in Seattle. I think that's part of it as well. They could say, hey, you know, we're 6-3 and three without Russ, and Geno's running the offense the way that we wanted the, the offense ran, not the way Russ wanted it. And so they could kind of look to that and, and say, hey, we were right. Um, and then I just think it's the nature of the business. that The coaches and the players talk so much, you know, they're bound to say something that's going to irritate the, the, the person on the other side of it. And, you know, us as, as reporters are, are looking for those kind of comments. You know, we're, we're asking and, and, and seeking those because – People are interested in that. So I think it's, it's all of the above, and I think it's going to continue to be a talking point throughout the season, particularly if the Broncos continue to struggle and, and um, the Seahawks continue to thrive. Do you think Sunday night Mike McCarthy gets redemption here? Mike McCarthy acts by the Packers. Are the, are the Cowboys the real deal? I think so. I, I, think that, um, I think the Cowboys have an identity. I think they understand how they need to play on offense and defense game in and game out to be successful. And I think, you know, it took Dak getting hurt for them to kind of establish that, to maybe kind of take a little bit off of Dak's plate and and really just rely on, on running the football and, and, you know, doing play action off of that and, and let your defense kind of go out there and play from a defensive mindset. I think if you would have talked about the Cowboys two years ago, you would have said they're an offensive team, right, directed by, by Dak. Now you look at that team, and you're, they're, they're a defensive team. They're, they're led by Micah Parsons and those guys on defense, and, and Dak is more of a complementary player and not kind of the guy. And I think he probably um, is better off and, and produces better in that role. Eric Williams getting him in tonight, foxsports.com. 
National NFL writer. Eric, thanks for hopping in. I appreciate your time. Sure, no problem. Thanks for having me, Nate. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Eric Williams, great uh, coverage, NFL writer for Fox Sports. Find him on Twitter at Eric underscore D underscore Williams here on the Nate Brown Show in the Drive at 5 on this Wednesday. The packed guest lineup continues with one more high school football dome preview. Pierre is trying to win six straight state championships. Their head coach is Steve Steele. How tough is it going to be against T? Coach Steele on the way next. This is the Nate Brown Show. Today on Hey Culligan, buy to save. Here's a text from Devin in Denver. Hey Culligan, I'd love a water softener, but I don't want to pay for it. Devin, I can't help you there, but a Culligan high-efficiency softener can help you save oodles on energy and detergent, so the savings can be even greater than the cost. And I'm getting a mind-blown emoji followed by... Yes, please. Devin, the savings are already on the way. Let us help you out with a free in-home water test with the local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. A winter weather advisory continues until 11 p.m. tomorrow night. Cloudy tonight with snow likely. Lows around 17. North winds 10 to 15 miles per hour. Cloudy skies tomorrow. Chance of snow high of 25. Mainly clear skies tomorrow night. Lows around 8 above. 1 to 2 inches of snow tonight. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 19. With two locations in Rapid City, Pizza Ranch is ready to serve your family. Every Wednesday is Kids Day. This is the best deal out there with the best buffet in town. One child, 12 and under, eats free for every regular-priced adult at the Pizza Ranch Buffet Wednesdays. And don't forget their senior special every Tuesday for $8.99. The Pizza Ranch Buffet. It's all good at the Pizza Ranch with two locations in Rapid City. And remember, daily online specials for carryout or delivery at Pizza Ranch. Need tires? Denny Mental Rapid Chevrolet will beat anyone's price on tires. Plus, give you two-year road hazard coverage at no extra charge. And for a limited time, get up to $100 rebates on sets of four tires. Our experts help you get the right tires for your vehicle. And we meet or beat any price. Give you two years of road hazard coverage and up to a $100 rebate. That's how we roll. See us at Denny Menholt Rapid Chevrolet or JustHowWeRoll.com. Live from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Details Studio, Sales, Service, and Recreation, this is Fox Sports Rapid City. Welcome back in the Nate Brown Show, South Dakota Sports Talk Show, live on Fox Sports Rapid City. You can watch the show live on Twitter. Welcome in studio at Nate Brown Show. If you're on Twitter there, follow us and watch the show live at Nate Brown Show. Also, subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't. You can get us up to 100 subscribers. Try to get to the 100 number. Let's start there so I can at least kind of feel cool with my teenage daughter. Kind of. The Nate Brown Show on YouTube. The Nate Brown Show. Subscribe. You've got the show there as well. Hey, we've been doing the high school football championship previews. Talk to Winner. Okay. Talk to Sioux Falls Jefferson. I wanted to go to this game. Pier and T. Let's go to the Pier head coach, Steve Steele, we've had on throughout the years. They're going for six straight 
state championships in 11 AA. The Governor's taking on T. Steve Steele on the Nate Brown Show tonight. Coach, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. How are you? Oh, doing great. We're still practicing the last week of the season. That's all you can be asking <laughs> for. So uh, excited for that, but thanks for having me on. Well, I appreciate your time. So everybody says, here's the team to beat. You hear it all the time. Guys like me, everybody across the state, peer, they can't be beat. They're untouchable, this and that. How has this bunch dealt with that talk, those expectations? I know some games are easy for you, Coach, but then some aren't. How do they deal with all the hype? You know, I think this has been a really unique group. You know, I think this is probably the loosest team that we've had in my time here. Uh, which has been a really refreshing, and it's been a lot of fun. You know, these, these guys really enjoy the game of football, uh, you know, and, and they really do have a blast with each other. You know, I mean, not that our other groups haven't, but, uh, you know, I think that some of our previous groups have, have been a lot more business, business-like, you know, where this is, you know, we're going to come here and we're going to take care of things and move on. And, and, you know, this group just, they have so much fun while they're doing it. Uh, you know, and I think that's kind of one of the biggest reasons uh, why we've been able to, to get through some of the games that we have. You know, we, we've had a couple of really good comebacks with this group because they, they don't get rattled easy. They don't panic. Uh, they just continue to find positive things to build on and then they just have a lot of fun playing with each other and, and finding ways back. Steve Steele on Pier head football coach, trying to go for six straight state championships. When you think about that, six in a row, coach, what's went into this? I think, um, you know, a lot of what it is is just buy-in. You know, the, the kids bought into the, each other and to our coaching staff. Our coaching staff's bought into our kids and each other, and ultimately this community's bought into this program. You know, it's it's one of those things where, you know, there, there's no any one thing that is it, you know, or any one person that is it. This is uh, truly a community-led program. Uh, and, you know, and I think our kids, you know, we're blessed to have some great athletes out here. Uh, we've got awesome coaches that really care out here. Uh, and, you know, they care a lot more than, than just winning, you know, and I think it's it's easy to say that when, when you have had success, but uh, when the kids really do feel comfortable with each other uh, and with your coaching staff to be themselves and, and they know that they're not just a player for you, then, uh, you know, we've had a lot of success with kids that uh, maybe haven't been your traditional athletes right away or they haven't been the guys that everyone knows about. Uh, and, you know, by the time they're done, you know, in high school football, they're, they're a starter making key contributions to the team. Okay, I look at it and I, I ask the winner coach, how's your how's your numbers? And you guys keep winning. They they do the same thing in eleven B. They win win. And he says, man, our numbers are really really good. What's it look like for you guys? Each class, how how does it look like? How do you develop younger guys and and the youth levels out in pier? How does that look? Yeah, well, one of the things we do every year in the playoffs is we you know our freshman football team they finish their last game usually week eight or nine. Uh, so, you know, it, it just kind of depends on the year, whether it's that they have that last week of the regular season off or if they're, they have one game that week. Uh, and then we invite them to stay out with us. And, uh, you know, this year we've had the most stay out that we've ever had. You know, we've got 20 freshmen that jumped up on the team uh, that last week of the season. So we're, we're planning on dressing 83 people uh, on Saturday, which will be <laughs> a crazy, crazy fiasco of uh, logistics for us. Uh, but it's a, it's a fun one, you know. And uh, I think we were sitting – about 32 and 31 in our two middle school grades. So, you know, I think we've got, give or take, you know, 150 or so in, in our football program, 7 through 12. Is it important for kids kind of – do they play tackle football out there in seventh grade? They do, yep. The seventh and eighth graders are, are 
associated with the school. Uh, you know, our athletic director schedules games for them and everything, and, uh, you know, they get to play a lot of football, which is great. You know, and I think that's kind of been one thing that uh, it's been interesting to see is, you know, some of our grades, you know, we've had some teams win some championships that had seniors that they didn't have a lot of success, you know, in terms of winning games in seventh and eighth and, you know, sometimes even ninth grade. Uh, but they, they continued to play a lot of games. They got a lot of repetitions. And they learned how to enjoy the game, you know, and enjoy it not just in winning, but just enjoy, you know, the actual physical game of football and, and you know, playing with their teammates. So uh, then they, they stick it out. And then, you know, once you kind of get into that 10th, 11th grade where you're playing with grades that are around you and not just your grade, then, you know, you're finding out that, hey, well, you know, we don't have to do this by ourselves. We just have to, you know, be a piece of this, you know, and we need to have pieces from other grades and, you know, combined if we can have, a couple guys from every grade that, that, you know, ultimately, you know, we can count on and, and get the job done. And, you know, even if I just have a small role, it's a role that matters. And uh, that's been a really good formula for us. Pier head coach Steve Steele on tonight talking 11 AA championship. They play Thierry. I'll get to that really quick. Lincoln Keenholz, your quarterback. He's a great player, all-stater, going to go to Washington. So a lot of people think, man, he's, he's got a big future ahead, and, and, he, and he really does. How important is winning the state title for him, his personality? Uh, I mean, he's, he's just an insane competitor, you know, in everything he does. Uh, you know, he's a guy at practice that, you know, last week we played Yankton, and, you know, they've got a couple exceptional receivers, and he didn't even want to be the scout team quarterback. He's like, ah, you know, had one of our coaches play the scout team quarterback so he could go give a look and be the scout team receiver to show the receiver look. I mean, he just – He's a kid that wants to compete in everything he does and, and, and all the time. So, you know, it's, it's actually been a little harder for him this year not playing as much defense as he had in the past, uh, you know, just because he wants to be out there and he wants to be competing. Last one for Steve Steele. Pierre trying to win six straight titles. You just played T not so long ago. It was a tight one. You pulled it out. I expect you learned some things. You don't have to go over the whole scout here, but what's T um, provide here in that matchup? Yeah, teams just want, they're a team where, you know, I, I think kind of what you see is what you get, but they, they just have a lot, you know, and they know that, you know, they've got some, they've got a great stable of running backs back there, you know, I mean, whether it's like house that quarterback running the option or, you know, Van Toll eats up carries and, and can house any call and then Blake Thompson's a lightning bolt, you know, so they've got three of those guys that are really good and they still got the fullback that does a good job. Their line is very physical. Uh, so, I mean, they just have that ability to, to grind on you, you know, for the course of a game. And then defensively, they just, they, you know, they're going to lock up and man, and then they're going to make sure you can't run the ball and, and you know, make you throw short or low percentage passes. So uh, it's going to be a battle, and, and, you know, we wouldn't expect anything less than that. But, uh, you know, a lot of it's going to come down to can we tackle with the first guy and, and can we win our one-on-one -on -one matchups. Well, it's not a surprise, Coach, but I might have, you know, I, I picked you to win. I don't know if that helps. It probably does nothing. But, you know, I picked you to win like everybody else. Um, I think it's going to be a close game. I think it might be one of the best games at the Dome. We'll see. T and Pierre was really good earlier, and it's uh, coming up this weekend at the Dome. Steve Steele trying to win another title as the Pierre head coach. You've done a great job, Coach. I appreciate you coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I appreciate your time. Steve Steele on tonight talking Pier T, 11 AA title game. That's a showdown, I think. That's going to be a good one. I asked you all on Twitter what 11-man state championship game will be the closest. Pier T winning the vote right now. 51% of the audience says Pier T. 35% says winner Elk Point Jefferson.
13%, Sioux Falls, Jefferson, Harrisburg. All right, the countdown is on. The Dome Championships start tomorrow. Hey, we have this weather moving in. Watch a little nine-man football tomorrow. Careful, driving to work. You know, there's some late starts at the schools. Okay, so high school football championships getting ready to go. Brown's best and Matt Kearney's picks. We made them. You can find us on Twitter. Follow us at Nate Brown Show. You've got us there. And, uh, by the way, if you missed some of the show tonight, some of the live guests, great stuff across the board, the Nate Brown Show podcast. Download it where you download podcasts. We'll be putting it up right now. Thanks for listening. I sent you to the Yacht Couple on the way next.